How will the world meet growing energy demand while reducing emissions? What technology, human capital, policy, and education is needed to making the energy transition a reality? What are the myths and hard truths about all forms of energy, our environment, and our economy? The Voices of Energy sets out to explore these questions with the people at the heart of making these changes a reality. We'll go from conversation to application by focusing on actionable strategies that will drive the world and our industry into a new era. I'm Katie Maynard, founder and CEO of Ally Energy, and this is the Voices of Energy. I'm Katie Maynard with the Voices of Energy podcast, and today we are joined by Erin Twomley, one of my dearest friends, and I'm so excited to have her. She is an educator with her master's, and she's an award-winning author of a multicultural STEM set of children's books. Through her educational consulting group, Erin EDU, she engages in the next generation of STEM superheroes and protecting and creating a sustainable planet. Her books share the diverse stories and careers of those superheroes living today. She's currently writing the second book in the series, Everyday Superheroes, Women in Energy, featuring 26 stories, careers, and superpowers of those powering our planet. And Ally is very excited to be a partner on this energy literacy effort. Welcome so much to the podcast. I know we're going to talk about your background and I wanted to leave it on that because I know that we want to get into some of these topics around the book. And particularly before we get to the book, first of all, I want to make sure everybody knows what's going on with this book. Where can people go to get information to support the book? Because we do have, what, a few more weeks leading up to the deadline for the first tranche on Kickstarter, right, Erin? Yes, Katie, you are right. Thank you for having me today. I'm excited to share about showcasing women who are powering our planet with this energy audience here today. The best place to go to get started is stemsuperheroes.com. That will have all the information about the series, the Women in Energy book, and most importantly, how you can make a pledge and pre-order a copy of that book so that we can get it into kids' hands by March of 2022. Oh, I'm so excited. And you know, prior to this book venture, because I know, obviously, you do this because you have this tremendous passion for education. You're responsible for education and workforce development at the U.S. Department of Energy. Is that right? Yes, I was actually in the Office of Energy Efficiency and Renewable Energy. And back then, we had a six-person team that I managed the portfolio that was working with teachers, students, and nonprofits who were doing energy education programming in the United States. Well, I remember, you know, when you and I got together, I remember talking with you actually just as I was flying across the ocean, coming back from a lovely trip in Saudi Arabia. We got to meet while I was, it was my stopover, I think, in Germany when we got a chance to talk about this project. And I know we wanted to get it started off sooner, but then COVID just kind of shut, you know, shut things down. But what's so exciting about this is, first of all, you're no longer abroad. You're back home living in Huntsville, Alabama, got your children, and we are now entering this period where we're getting this book off the ground. And it's such a great time to do it, Erin. I think The tailwind is here. The vaccinations are here. The U.S. and the world is hopefully getting on from this pandemic. And let's face it, we're in an energy 
reinvention, revolution. And this is the perfect time to get children interested, youngsters interested in this business. Yes, I can't agree with you more, Katie. I mean, our energy future is so important. And I think the pandemic highlights that. We saw emissions globally drop when we were staying at home. And it got many countries as well as communities thinking about their own individual energy consumption, as well as kids thinking about their energy consumption and their use. So what better way to get kids excited about what our energy future could look like by sharing the stories and careers and superpowers of women who are already out there doing this work. And I think Ally Energy is a great partner in this space because your network proves that the stories and the individuals are out there and they're reaching adults, but those stories aren't reaching kids. And it's time that we share those stories about energy careers and how they're making an impact on our future with kids. Now, this is exciting, you know, and this is why I loved connecting up with you. You definitely have an extensive background working in education. You've done so many great things. You taught English at a summer camp for Korean children. You work actively with the Girl Scouts and you've offered several educational books. Now you've got Aaron EDU. So where did all this passion for education come from, especially aimed at, at young girls? Yeah, thank you. So I'm a girl myself, right? And I've always actually been a researcher and a very analytical brain. So since high school, I've been studying what they call the gender achievement gap, which means you look at what are the differences happening between boys and girls in science, technology, engineering, and math, and why? And so I started off my career really doing research at the college level and then for the government, writing reports, facilitating with actionable items at Department of Energy based on this data, right? So if we know that kids don't understand energy or girls aren't taking science classes, what can we actually do about it? And so my passion kind of came about because I got tired of just writing the reports and saying, okay, it's time to do something. Then I need to take an active part in engaging girls. And importantly, I think sometimes we, we like to focus on girls, but Boys and men also need to see role models in women. They need to see women in leadership positions. It's just as important for my son, who's just about two years old, you know, to see a woman who is leading us into a bright energy future. Yeah, I know. And I've got to tell you, it's exciting as a, my daughter is 10 and turning 11. And now they're all at that age where they're impressionable. And I think it's, this is noble about the book, you know, the We've talked about for years, we've talked about how do we get people ex excited about energy. And I do think that, sadly, climate change is getting people excited about energy because they're starting to really look at, like you said, their own use and how they can play a role. But obviously, we, we have so many jobs linked to energy. And one of the reasons we started Ally was we saw a critical need for these kinds of roles and a shortage. And obviously now we're excited to see that so many, you know, we have so many people engaged in where energy is headed, but we've got to get that next generation going as well. So I'm kind of curious, what was your biggest challenge? You know, you went from the Department of Energy, just kind of a, you know, it's a government job, right? You got working for the government to launching your own thing. What were some of your challenges in doing that? 
That's a great question. So, I mean, I took a leap of faith. I moved abroad. So I left Department of Energy and I've actually been living abroad for the past almost six years. So it actually gave me a little bit of time and space to rethink what I wanted to do. I think the biggest challenge is sometimes just having the confidence, right, as a young professional to say, hey, I am an expert or I am an educator and I can do this and I can start my own company. And I also think the second piece of advice I always have for somebody who wants to start their own business is you don't have to have it all figured out. Start with a website, start with a logo, start with a business card, right? Figure out what you want to do, your mission and vision, and all the pieces kind of come together as you as you grow your business. The great part for me is that I was in a niche. Living abroad, I actually was largely working, as you mentioned, with Girl Scouts and military schools. So we have about a 1 million children worldwide who live abroad and go to some form of a military school or affiliation with Department of State or an embassy or some other international job. So I got to really kind of connect with these American communities abroad who also wanted some inspiration, new tools and new ideas around science, technology, engineering and math. Awesome. So Tell us about the series. So you you launched Everyday Superheroes. And obviously, we've talked a lot about your motivation behind it. But tell us about the series. And then let's talk a little bit more about the Women in Energy book and how we can get folks involved. Awesome. So if you want to learn about this series, as I'm sharing with you, I think the best place to go is stemsuperheroes.com. So the series is really more than a book series, but it will be a book series featuring women in engineering, women in energy, women in climate, and their first book, which is Women in STEM Careers. And what's unique about this book series is that in the STEM world, we often find that there are programs or mentorship opportunities or conferences and materials that are all aimed at middle school girls and high school girls and girls in college or girls going on the community path, community college path. But there's not a lot of material for elementary students. And why? Why are we leaving them in the dark, right? Elementary students know about paleontologists. They know about archaeologists. They're able to learn about some of these awesome STEM careers. So why not some of these jobs in energy, like a geologist, a line worker, a solar installer, a driller, right? All of these energy jobs are so important. And actually, they probably know somebody who's working in one of these energy jobs around them. We just haven't helped them to connect the dots. Okay. Okay. Well, this is great. You know, at Ally, we're really big on energy literacy. We have our Energy Workforce of the Future initiative that really emphasizes that. And we focus on that because it's essential for people to be more engaged and knowledgeable about sources and agriculture. And I'm wondering what you think about this and why you feel it's important for kids to be engaged with these topics. You know, I just saw, by the way, the other night, this amazing movie called Kiss the Earth or Kiss the Ground. And it's all about regenerative agriculture. And it absolutely blew my mind after watching it. I thought, hang on a minute. We're like ripping up the soil. You know, we're ripping up the earth, you know, with old agricultural techniques that are actually supported and funded by the federal government. 
when these farmers could be doing things differently and regenerating the soil and putting CO2 back into the earth. I'm like watching this with my kid, who's 10, as I mentioned, and I'm thinking, gosh, this is really, you know, kind of fascinating, but I'm curious because me being an adult and having that curiosity is a little different than obviously getting kids engaged. Like how do you get kids engaged around food and agriculture? I mean, Allie told me the couple of weeks ago, she's like, mom, where's ketchup come from? It comes from Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, no, sweetheart, it does not come from Chick-fil-A. It comes from, and then she's like, it's Heinz. And I'm like, no, it's not any of the brands you see. It's from a farm. We had to have that conversation. I'm just curious what your thoughts are around how we engage these kids to really get their heads around agriculture and energy because they're so intertwined, right? They're so intermixed. That's such a great topic. And I'm glad that you brought that up because actually one of my latest books is called Capturing Cow Farts and Burps, which is to that point. How can we use silly or gross facts or new technologies that might not even be fully functioning yet, but are out there that we're testing so that kids can get engaged. And so I think the one thing that we often forget with kids is they're curious, just like you are, Katie, right? They're asking questions about where does ketchup come from? You know, what type of gas is in a cow burp? And can we actually capture a cow burp? And the answer to that is yes. And we're trying to do that to capture the methane from that cow burp so we could burn it and then turn it into electricity. So I think one of the important things with kids is that we think we have to be experts or we have to know all the answers, but the best part about science and really the energy world is that we're constantly innovating, we're constantly developing new technologies, our understanding of how hot and the use of solar and wind and its impact on earth is always evolving. So if we start asking kids, you know, what problems do they want to solve? Or how would you capture a cow burp or fart, for example? That is what's going to get the kids excited. Or to your point about agriculture, how could we grow food without soil or sunlight, right? That will blow kids' minds. But if you look at vertical farms, especially the hydro farms, that's exactly what they're doing. They're not using soil. They're not using sunlight. They're using LED and aqua technology, right? So I think oftentimes the easiest way is to engage them with questions that will blow their mind and that will get them curious and asking more questions. And we as parents and adults have to stop being afraid that we don't know the answer. We have to stop thinking that we should have this all figured out because really, all scientists are constantly learning. Our understanding of the world is constantly changing and we are constantly getting better at understanding our own impact and our connections in communities. And we need to bring that back to kids. Yeah, I can't agree more. That's why I think it, this is such a beautiful partnership. So so let's see, we've got the call out for, we need to find characters. We're developing characters right now. So we've got 26 characters, A to Z book. We're looking for multicultural women in energy across a spectrum of jobs. What else are you looking for? Obviously, we're looking for money. So we're happy to take your money. We would love you to contribute to the Kickstarter. And if you uh, don't want to contribute to the Kickstarter, but you want to contribute directly, what should they do? Come to where? Your website? Yeah, I think the easiest place to go is stemsuperheroes.com. And as Katie mentioned, we're obviously looking to feature awesome energy superheroes or STEM superheroes in this book. 
And I think actually we're building, you know, an idea of we're going to capture all these awesome women. How can we showcase them elsewhere if they're not inside of the book, right? Because they're amazing women that work not only in energy offices, but in the field, in labs, we've gotten a variety of women. And I do want to just point out when we say diverse energy careers, we're also looking for people who maybe are starting out newer in energy or somebody who's transitioned from oil and gas into a renewable job, or somebody who might have taken a community college pathway, somebody who might be a PhD and is really digging in at a national lab, right? We want to be able to showcase those variety of energy careers. And to your funding point, right, our goal is to get this book in the hands of kids and teachers. So your funds essentially help us donate a book for every book that's bought so that we can work with our energy education partners like the National Energy Education Development Project to give this book to teachers. Because what we found with our first book is that there is an appetite to teach about STEM careers in elementary school. There's just not a lot of resources to do it. So one of the biggest barriers, but also asset of creating a book is that not only are we teaching kids, but truthfully, we're teaching caregivers, librarians, parents, and teachers who read the book along with the kids all about energy careers. If you asked one of your friends to name an energy career, they might not be able to, right? So how can we think that kids should know about these energy careers if we as adults don't even know about them. That's why I love a book because it's a holistic way to kind of teach from the bottom up from kids to the adults that surround them. Right. Awesome. No, this is great. We're so excited about this book. We really can't wait to get it off the ground with you. We're also excited to celebrate the books unveiling next March. Hopefully it will be celebrating on March 8th, 2022. I still cannot believe, I feel like I froze in 2020. It's like, I can't believe 2021 is here and we're already talking about 2022. I think it'll, that'll be the year that we all, I guess in some ways felt like we lost a lot of time since we were working and living in our homes. But Erin, it's such a pleasure to have you. It's such awesome, the work you're doing. We are so excited to partner with you on this book and we really, really want to get the word out to all of you listening in about STEM Superheroes book. If you know someone, nominate them forward. If you want to give money, give, 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 please. We want to get this book into the hands of so many children and obviously connect with Erin on LinkedIn and connect with her through her website. And thank you so much for all the work that you're doing, Erin. It's amazing. And thanks for being a great guest on the Voices of Energy. Thank you, Katie, for having me. And thank you for helping grow our energy literate society and excited to share the energy superheroes.